Moed Katan, Daf Yudom and Beis, Profit and Loss, Prachmatia Bedavar Ha'aved, Mutar. What we learn today from the area of business that we're allowed to be active in on Chol Moed and the area that we're not is quite an interesting insight into the Torah's way of looking at value and at future value, at profit and at loss. And the Gemara talks about the statement of Rava, where he says, Prachmatia Kol Shehu Asur. Any form of business is not permitted on Cholamoy. Now we'll get into the details as we as we go through this. No need to jump to conclusions um, right at this point. Um, and the Rosh says very clearly uh, that the reason for that prohibition is Mishum Tircha, because it's distracting one from uh, from Cholamoyed. And again, we'll understand that more clearly. But Omar Rabbi Yossi Bar Avin, Rabbi Yossi Bar Avin adds with a very practical view of the halachot, Uvidvar Ha'aved Mutar. If we're dealing about the potential for loss, then you're allowed to do business on Cholamoyed. That's part of what Cholamoyed is permitted for. Uh, what loss is defined as is what we need to have a look at. Ravina Havale Hahu Iska Mizdabin Beshita Alfe. Ravina, who was a wealthy man, Ravina was right at the end of the period of the Amoraim, and together with Rav Ashi, edited the Gemara into into more or less into the form that we have it today. Ravina had a an opportunity for a business deal to make a sale, which would have brought in six thousand, whatever the the coinage was. He delayed selling it. He put off the the trade until after Chol Hamoed. And he was able to sell it at twice the value for 12,000 instead of for 6,000. And why that piece of that story about Ravina is so important, we'll see, in, we'll see in a moment. What we have to, to look at is what really classifies as loss. What is potential loss? What are you allowed to do on Cholamed and what not? Uh, we have the Rosh who says that, as I mentioned, the reason for this prohibition is because of Tircha. And that does not apply, says Rabbi Yossi Bar Avin, when there's a davar ha'aved, a potential for loss. Velo mikri davar ha'aved, ela min ha'keren. And the only thing that is considered as a loss is when you will lose capital, when when you will lose part of what you spent on this item, or part of what you've invested in this deal could be lost. That you're allowed to do on cholamoy to protect yourself from from that loss. But if you have something that, if you sold it now during Cholamoyed, you could get a good deal, you would get a, a really good sale. Whereas if you left it until after Yontif, you wouldn't be able to earn as much. So there's a loss of potential profit. There's not a loss of Karen, there's not a loss of capital. But there is a loss of potential profit. That explains the Rosh is not included in the statement of Rabbi Yossi Bar Avin that where there's a loss, you're allowed to trade. A loss of potential profit is not the kind of loss we're talking about. We're only talking about a real loss, a loss of, of, of capital. And the reason for all business being asur, the Rosh says in, in Ishailus and Chuvas, that pragmatia yesh torach gadol, there is a great deal of effort involved in business. Not so much effort, but focus. To work out the actual value of a, of a trade. 
because you're so focused on, on the mathematics of it, on the economics of what you're doing, your mind is completely focused. During that period of time, you have removed yourself from the joy of Yom Tov. Um, however, says the Rosh also, if you're doing something which is routine, you're trading in a way that doesn't need you to calculate and think and, and be concerned for the value. For example, you're lending money on, on interest, where the interest rates are fairly fixed. It's a quick calculation. It's not something that has to occupy your mind. Leka tircha kulihai, there's not as much tircha, there's not as much distraction involved in that, and therefore you're allowed to do it. So the um, Rosh does two things here. He defines the reason for this prohibition as being tircha, that it distracts you. Um, the distraction is not physical labor. The tircha doesn't mean physical effort. It's the mental effort entailed in running a business and doing a deal. Uh, and where the deal is completely routine, like lending money uh, at a fixed interest rate, uh, that's not included, and one could do that on Yom Tif. Um, this is different from those who are of the opinion, the Namaki Yosef and others, that the prohibition here is more like the laws of, of Shabbat and proper Yom Tif, where the reason not to do any, any business on, on Shabbat or talk about business or to do a deal is because it might lead you to record the deal, to write down. And we talked about that in Masechet Shabbos and Beta. Um, and, and in that case, even if it was just lending money on interest, it wouldn't be allowed. But since the Rosh goes with the view that the problem here is distraction of focused attention from the joy of Yom Tif into the activity of business, that doesn't apply in a routine case. case. And Tosford holds exactly the same, uh, that loss is only where the loss is of, um, of principle and not if it's a loss of potential. And also that loans would be permitted. That's, that was introduced by... Uh, Ri and Rabbeinu Tam, Tosfot say. Um, Rabbeinu Tam, uh, grandson of Rashi, and Ri, uh, Rabbeinu Tam's nephew, they are really the foundations of the whole Tosfot school. Uh, and Rabbeinu Tam towers over the Tosfot movement as the, the initial authority whose influence um, expands way beyond his region and way beyond his time. Uh, and Ri as well, and, and they were both, particularly Rabbeinu Tam, very sensitive to the realities of life and the realities of business, and were careful to make halakha adaptable as far as one could do within the authentic guidelines of halakha to make business possible. And here we've got a good example of this, where they find certain things that you're allowed to do on Kolamoyed, such as routine transactions that don't involve a lot of thought. Um, furthermore, Rabbeinu Tam also writes in his Sefer Hayashar, that this is not about buying or selling. If you're buying and selling things you need for the house, that's not called business. This is really schorai, where you're trading. You're buying in order to sell. You're selling in order to buy again. You're involved in your business. Once again, we see the focus is on the activity of business. It's not just on the buying and selling. Buying and selling you can't do on Shabbat, even if it's for your own needs. Uh, but here we're not worried about the Isra Shabbat. We're not about worried about a melacha. What we're worried about is removal of, of focused attention. The um, Ritva goes further and says uh, it's not only loss of principle, a loss of capital that we're concerned about. If there's a potential loss of profit, that also constitutes a loss and would make it permissible on Chol HaMoed. Since you own something which right now is worth $100,000, and you could sell it now for $100,000. Um, and if you keep it until after Chol HaMoed, it's going to be worth less. You don't say, well, yes, but even if it's worth less, let, let us say the item 
cost you initially $50,000. If you sold it now, you could make 100% profit. If you sold it after Yomt, if you could only make 90% profit, you would, you would get $900,000 for it and not uh, $90,000 for it, not $100,000. So you've lost, well, there's a potential loss of $10,000 of profit, not of, of capital. The $50,000 that you initially spent on it is safe. That you're going to get back. Says the Ritma, that's still considered a loss because right, you look at its value right now, you don't look at its cost, you look at its value. And value is based on current market value. And if the current market value is 100000 and you anticipate that after Yom Tif it will be worth less, then you're allowed to trade on Kol HaMoed so as to protect and capture the value that it currently has. And he proves that from the continuation of the Gemara. What's interesting is Ravina's story. Uh, now, the Gomorrah doesn't tell stories just for the sake of, of stories. When the, te- when the Gomorrah tells us a story, there's an important principle that the story illustrates. So Ravina had a, a deal to do. He could have sold the item that he had for 6000 By waiting till after Cholamoyed, he sold it for 12000 That's not to teach us you must always wait till after Cholamoyed because you'll make more till after Cholamoyed. It teaches us something more important than that, something more fundamental than that, which underlies the whole principle of this piece of Gomorrah and of these halachot. And that is don't cap potential. By predicting what something will be worth in a week's time or in two weeks' time, you're capping the potential. So if you're saying, I've got this item now, I paid $50,000 for it. If I sell it now, I can get $100,000. If I sell it after Yom Tov, I'll only get $90,000. Who says? How do you know for sure? And this is so important, and I've been speaking about it um, quite often in, in the last few weeks and months, and that is that that in Lashon HaKodesh, there isn't a word for prediction. There's a word for litzapot, tzifiyah, which means to envision. I can envision making profit after Yom Tov, but I can't predict, because if Hashem is, exists in our world, then the future is always unknown. And isn't this something we should have learned? over the last two years of the pandemic. The future is unknown. The predictions are unreliable. Nobody knows what the future can be. We can have a view of the future. We can have a vision of the future. We can have hopes, but we can't predict. And if we can't predict, we can't have expectations. And therefore, when it comes to the question of should I or shouldn't I do this trade on Yom Tif, um, the general view of, of, of Tosfot and most others is you don't think of future potential profit at all. All you've got to worry about is, do I need to protect my capital? But if my capital is secure, who knows what will be next week? Who knows how much I might be able to sell it for next week? I shouldn't be making my decisions about Simchat Yom Tov based on a prediction of a, an economic situation that might or might not arouse after Yom Tov. That's what, what's really important in this, is to understand that if we don't, predict and we don't set expectations with clear measurable um, dimensions to them, then we're leaving the future open. We're leaving the potential open for the kind of miracle that Ravina experienced. These things happen. But if we make all our decisions based on very detailed scientific um, expectations and predictions, which we've learned are false and unreliable, then we are capping the future, we're limiting the future, and that's, that's not something we should be doing. The difference between the Ritva and, and Tosfut is the Ritva says present value is the current reality. The fact that you could sell it on the market for 100 now, that's its present value. And therefore, if you, in your view, you believe the market value is going to be lower in the future, 
then from your, the perspective of your view, you'll sell it now because you would be losing something real. But according to Tosfos, the important thing to be looking at is loss of capital and not loss of potential. There's an important Aruch HaShulchan. Um, we've spoken about the, the Aruch HaShulchan before, uh, the beginning of the 20th century. And Aruch HaShulchan is a, is a rov. Uh, he, he deals with real issues, real uh, business issues that people came to him with, and he writes on the whole of Shulchan Aruch. And he writes, Yoter Tamwali, what is it more surprising to me, is in our countries, Shekol Ba'alei HaChanuyot Yoshvim Bechol HaMoed Kamor Bechol HaShana. And uh, we notice in our towns that the shopkeepers are in their stores on Chol HaMoed like throughout the year. And we've tried to stop that and we've tried to discourage them, but it hasn't made a difference to the point with which it's accepted now as perfectly permissible. And he says, And therefore, it seems to me, says the Aruch HaShulchan, um, that of course, to do proper melachot is, is forbidden. When we talk about not allowing business on Chol it's talking about an unusual trade, something that isn't part of your profession something that you don't do every day, that should be postponed until after Yom Tov. Um, because it won't make a difference if you do it later instead of doing it now. But however, if your work, your job is to sell, um, that's what you do. And you go to work every day uh, and, and you sell every day and that's the normal thing that you do. When his parnasa comes from his shop, and he, from his shop, he earns his living every day. There's no greater loss than not opening your store. Um, so there's also a cash flow loss. So we've looked at loss of capital. We've looked at loss of profit. And now we're looking at loss of cash flow. And if you lock your, your shop, you're going to be uh, much tighter in what you'll spend on Yom Tov, and that will damage your Simchat Yom Tov. Um, and that's really what the Yerushalmi says, says the Orach HaShulchan, and therefore that, that should be allowed, if that's the routine things, the thing that one does. So again, on, on Chol HaMoed, to do one's normal work by which one gains one's income, uh, according to what we've learned today, is permitted. Um, to do a trade, if you need to do the trades to save your capital, uh, then you're allowed to do it. If the trade is to save future profits, but your capital is secure either way, one shouldn't do it according to Tosfot, whereas according to the, the Ritva, even then one can do it. If there is potential profit today and you know what that amount is, and in your view the profit will be less in a week's time, then you may do it today. And the then uh, of the Rosh and Tosfot, that if the transaction is very routine and doesn't take focused attention, uh, then you're allowed to do it on Chalamoid as well. So it's not a matter of malacha, it's not a forbidden activity. It's a matter of making sure that you don't go out of your way to take your mind off uh, the Simcha of Yom Tif, which is so important during Chalamoid.